Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hit Rewind, the podcast devoted to 80s entertainment and beyond. Uh, we're about to go into the year 1990, but before we do, I decided, hey, let's go back and look at some of the big artists of the 70s and 80s and uh, <clears throat> see uh, if you could build the perfect concert playlist. Ten songs in an encore. We choose two bands per episode, unless it's like we did. Um, where you include both singers. Uh, and, and the loophole is you can choose any songs from any of the artists involved in the Eagles episode friend Josh. But for now, we are doing the Rolling Stones and Aerosmith. And I'm, I'm your host, Michael. And on the other side with me is Tony. Okay. I will... All right. It's been, I looked on the uh, the schedule of episodes I've uploaded. We haven't worked three months. That's the longest I think yeah. we've ever... Well, and what we are doing uh, coming up soon, back to the sketch comedy stuff, which we'll go through basically the starting with the first year of S and heated with it throughout the years, because uh, obviously it's still going. And uh, so this year uh, we'll be hitting Living Color, and probably after that Bento and stuff like that. That's what I normally. So this is kind of like mid uh, thing that we're doing. All right. Yes, I'm sure Aerosmith must have been there at some point, probably when they first came. Yeah. All right, so you are going first, and we chose the Stones as our first concert playlist. So go ahead. Okay, let's capture songs from nineteen seventy one. Sticky Fingers, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, so number one, I'll go from Beggar's Banquet, "Sympathy for the Devil." You know, that's a good way to start off start off a concert because you know, I mean, right right in the beginning, a couple lyrics. Please allow me to introduce myself. You know what I mean? It's a perfect way to start off. Right? Yeah. So, uh, actually, number one, Sympathy for the Devil uh, from Beggar's Banquet. Number two, Under My Thumb. That's probably one of the earliest ones, the only ones from the mid 60s. I love the xylophone in this. It's really uh, almost almost hauntingly, you know what I mean? Uh, hauntingly rhythmic, you know, with the, with the xylophone. Uh-huh. I have to really admit cool right now, song, kind of a, you know, I don't know that one, but I probably will if I heard it, but I don't know. Uh, you know what? Oh, you know what I mean? no. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. <laughs> you know what? Look it up at the. Um, at the helicopter, oh, okay, he's okay. trying to like yeah. right before he gets busted. That song's playing, you know, Monkey Man. Um, number four, Can't You Hear Me Knocking from Office uh, Sticky Fingers. You know that one? Yes. Can't you hear me knocking? There you go. That's an epic, epic song. Really, really groovy. You know, that's just a stone cold rock and jam. Number five, kind of keeping in the same vein, Street Fighting Man went back a few years in 1968. Number six, Tumbling Dice off of Exile on Main Street. Hipsters, hipsters' favorite is Exile on Main Street. You know, you ask anybody what's their favorite Rolling Stones album, any hipster is going to tell you Exile on Main Street. You know, and it's a good album. Not my favorite, but it's a good album. You know, I know that there, it's a big deal whenever they release an album, and there's always videos, yeah. and I, I could not tell you a fucking song after. You know what? They, they don't really have anything worthwhile after Tattoo You. That's pretty much, I think it's 81. After that point, it's really, they're kind of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're doing their best to make good songs. That's yeah. that's as good as it gets. I won a banner, a giant banner. I don't even know what it was. It had the lion on it from '97. Oh, uh, the bridge. That's bridges to Babylon. Oh, and yes. I did. I, and and because in '90, I did see them in concert in '97 promoting that tour, Bridges to Babylon. And uh, yeah, that's the only time I've seen them in concert. I was working as an intern. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to go. I wouldn't be able to afford tickets. But, um, but at the time, I didn't that's care. When... I traded in for a coupon yeah. book. <laughs> it was a college contest. And I was like, I could use those coupons. I am poor. <laughs> I, I interrupted you. Where are we at? Sorry. Oh, no, no worries. Yeah, so uh, it's number six, Tumbling Dice on XL Main Street, like I said. Uh, seven, going back to 1969, uh, Gimme Shelter. That's, that's such a – I mean, you know, I try not to use, like, like any played out, uh, you know what I mean, like – 
over you know over overheard songs on the radio. But that's one of those ones that like when that's on the when that's on the radio, you're like, oh yeah, I'll just turn this up a little bit. You know, give me a shelter. It's like it's just a shadow. It's just a shadow. I think it's in every you know, it's got, movie. Oh yeah, oh it definitely yes, because it, it, well, I mean, it's from the era. It's in '69, but that is like that is that is the quintessential song for like you know you, you name it. You know, what's that one? Uh, what was that one show they had? They had like a Vietnam themed show. Well, there's was China Beach. Duty, there's China Beach. Yeah. Probably thinking of China. You know what? But China Beach they had that painted black. That was on China Beach. Oh, okay. like, give me a show. There was wasn't a lot of Vietnam era movies. Um, and eight going back to Exile on Main Street uh, is happy. Um, that one's hard to explain. This is like a it's the Keith Richards uh, front fronted song. He's doing the, the lead vocals, but the, the the guitar, the slide guitar on it is just so it's re- really cool. And then they kick in with the horns. It's like you know, that's great. One great thing about that album is like they really, they really came came heavy with the horns. And it's like you know, it's not. It just it fits perfectly with mo- with most of the songs. You know, the horns on the soccer. Yeah, I mean, I I don't like it. You know what I mean? I, I like it when it's when it's used. I hesitate to say the word gratuitously, but sometimes it can be a bit much, and it can be like you just kind of drown out the rest. It just kind of you know they're used sparingly in certain songs, and it just it just works. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine, uh, you can't always get what you want. That's another one. It's like it's you know one of those played out songs that you've heard a million and five times, but it's just it's a classic. You know what I mean? Um, and number ten, this might be my favorite Stone song of all time. And Moonlight Mile, it's a real slow song, but it's like really. Every time I hear it, it just kind of makes me uh, it gives me that um, desperado moment from like Seinfeld. You know what I mean? Where you just kind of stare off into the distance. You know, he does it. It really kind of it gets me a little misty. I mean, Moonlight Mile is one of those perfect ending songs, just a way to close out a show. And then, uh, you know what I mean? Just because it's a concert playlist, um, if you want to do like some encores, in no particular order, you could do. I got two. You do number uh, for number eleven off Sticky Fingers. Could be bitch. You know what I mean? And then uh, let me see. 12, uh, 12, yeah, Midnight Rambler. That's go go a little ways back, 69. Um, you know, I, I you know, that could that could have been eleven or something. I, I do like that's a bit of an older one. That's another one that's a bit of a slower song, but I I I that is one of my faves. I don't I, I wouldn't expect that to see that in like, you know, a normal playlist, but I think it'd be all right for for us. So yeah, so th- so those are my one through twelve, okay. covering sixty six through seven through seventy two. That is my favorite era. I think mine cause isn't a little bit of that, but mo- I think I go later into the early eighties uh, with the Stones. Um, so my list starts with it's cliche as fuck, and they probably started a lot of concerts like this, but it's the perfect startup song. <laughs> Start me up. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I, I I thought about that one. And I was like, you know what? That's, that's it's been a little so many. Yeah, it's been a lot. It's been using a lot of commercial jingles, but that you're right. To start off a concert, and that is one of their well-known hits. That I, I could I could concede that that'd be it. Number two, I have it's only rock and roll. Okay. Uh, Street Fighting Man. That's a good one. Oh, all right. Uh, Missing You, which is one of their later hits. Uh, like going back to one of their early hits, Let's Spend the Night Together. Uh, okay. Honky Tonk Woman. I think yep. it's kind of, I think it's kind of underrated. No one ever talks about that that song because it's so different than a lot of. Um, see number seven, I have Beast of Burden. Uh, okay. Number eight, I think their only cover song that I know of is Harlem Shuffle. I fucking love this. Uh, you know they've done some Temptation songs, um, especially in the early, their earlier careers. They did a lot of like blues covers. Like I started off at '66 because before that it was like a lot of like. Well, I do like one original on an album, and then the rest is like covers, blues and like. Okay. Early rock. I guess I, I never really listened I mean. to that. Um, 
I feel like maybe I put this one in the wrong place because it's kind of the last two are kind of dark and epic. But um, paint it black at number nine and okay. uh, give me shelter for number 10 for a big blowout. And uh, I know I'm, I'm really not digging further into their hits or beyond the main hits or whatever, but uh, I'm still kind of new to the Rolling Stone world. Um, and then for the encore, I'm actually going to bring in Steven Tyler and they're going to sing Dancing in the Streets together. Okay. And? Well, I, I guess I guess it has to be him because, you know, David Bowie. Well, this is also his. fantasy. I could have brought, we could have done the Stones and Bowie, but I have. I, I, and then after that, it'll be Come Together where they're still on stage all together, and then Stones move off, and then Aerosmith comes on. <laughs> um, so we're moving over to Aerosmith now. Uh, my first song is, um, I, I'm a big fan of their 70s. Um, their hair metal stuff's fine, some of it. I, I don't know if you want to call it hair metal, because they were before hair metal. I don't know what you call that era. The comeback era. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, 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 I say about four songs from the late '80s. Yeah, I like era. I like the Living on the Edge okay. era, but then after that, I feel like they got obsessed with ballads, and that's where it kind of yeah, lost I, me. At, at, for, for me, after '89, garbage. I don't need to hear anything after '89. That's, um, that's as, far well, as far as I go. Sadly, the second one is from '93. It's Eat the Rich, which I think is their last really great. Um, okay. Same old song and dance. Um, oh no, I forgot Jaded, which I think is their last hit from 2001. Just press play. Um, Living on the Edge. Uh, number six is Love in an Elevator. I just love the da na na na. And I know they, I think it'd be fun mid song to keep yeah. people going. Yeah. Well, when we're going um, I think this one's kind of forgotten in their hits is uh, The Other Side. I think that mo- it is a good one. You know, I, I, I forgot about that one. That- that is a legit song, for sure. It's it's a power ballad that somehow manages to skirt all che- um, Yeah, no, for sure. What it takes. Uh, I, I I got that that's that is one of my favorite Aerosmith songs. That that's also on, on my list. Yeah, you know what I just I just is... realized I was describing what sorry. What it takes is the <laughs> cheesy ballad. Oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, it's so funny because sometimes I'll find myself at work and just uh, start humming that uh, uh, the midsection where he's in the night. Very few, very few hard rock songs could pull off bringing an accordion in there. You know what I mean, and making it work. Picking back up for Ragdoll at number nine and number ten. The finale is an old classic. I think it's their first hit. Was Mama Kim. That's that's also yeah that's that was from 1973 off their self-titled album so yeah. that 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 is off their off their very first album. Yeah. I don't know where my voice went at the end there. I almost turned to Christopher Walken. The last hit is uh, the first hit, of Mama Kim, Harrison. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done with. Perhaps, you, perhaps you've heard of Mama Kim. No cowbell there. <laughs> I could use some. <laughs> All right, your turn. Okay, so yeah, I mean for the most part, I've um. I got two songs from uh, Aerosmith's first album, their self-titled, self-titled album, 1973. Uh, I got, let me see, two albums from um, Toys in the Attic, 1975. Two ab- two songs from uh, uh, Get Your Wings, 1974. Uh, one from Rocks, 1976. Uh, three from eight, uh, Permanent Vacations, 1987. And one from Pump, 1989. But you know what I'm realizing? For both the Stones and uh, Aerosmith, they really had to put out – they're prolific in their like production of albums. Yeah. I mean, like you don't see people put out albums every year, every two years. Now it's like every five years. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, if, well, if since album sales suck, and also yeah. they were designed for LPs, so you're talking eight to ten songs. 
Whereas CDs, yeah. for some reason, it seemed like that they were challenging themselves to fit as much music could onto it. So I feel like CDs, you wouldn't have like a tight 10 to 12 songs. Yeah, but if you're piece, your sketches, you know, you got like 18 tracks per album. Yeah, especially if you're if you're a hip-hop act, got interludes and stuff like that. You know. But uh, yeah, let, I'll start off with mine. Uh, number one is uh, Sweet Emotion uh, from the Toys in the Attic, 1975. That is like, you know, I mean, that's like... If you have ever seen Days and Refuse, that's such an iconic. Yeah. It starts off on the beginning of the movie, sets the tone for the whole movie. Uh, number two, same album, uh, Walk This Way, Toys in the Attic. Um, you know the original, not with yeah, Run yeah. DMC, of course. As much as I love that one, with, it's yeah. the first one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, Run DMC is cool, but you know that reintroduced that introduced a lot of people to Aerosmith, uh, myself included. Reintroduced me, you know what I mean? I think at that point in my life, I had known of Dream On, you know, from the radio that I hear occasionally. But then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, they have other stuff? You know what I mean? And like in the you know, mid-80s, I'm like, oh, right, and that's right. kind of like made me dig back into their stuff. So, yeah, number two, Walk This Way. Uh, number three, uh, one of their first hits, like I said, Dream On, uh, 1973's Dream On. Um, you know, heard it a million times, but it's still, still as good as ever. Uh, number four, <clears throat> now this, uh, this without a doubt is my favorite, Aerosmith, Back in the Saddle. The, uh, the only song from this album that's worth, worth, worth anything, but Back in the Saddle off Rocks from 1976. I remember I saw these guys in concert. I was working, um, I was working, ushering, putting up banners. And um, <clears throat> they played this in Philadelphia, you know, the old Philadelphia Spectrum. And the crowd went, uh, it was, maybe it wasn't the Spectrum. So anyway, they played this song, Back in the Saddle. And the crowd went crazy. And Stephen Tyler was like, oh, you, you guys like the old shit. Okay, well, that's cool. You know what I mean? I guess they expect everybody to love, like, crying or amazing or something. But, yeah. you but know, those aren't concert people, songs, you know? Exactly, man. He's like, I guess he was really, he was, Really surprised that people were singing along the back of the saddle and were going ape shit over it. I mean, that's that's one of your that's one of your one of, one of your bangers, as the kids say. You know, yeah. when I but, watched uh, uh, was it Shanghai News, you throw that on him. Holy shit, that's a good cut to throw at this movie. Yeah, that that, that, that really does uh, like pump. I mean, you can you cannot not you cannot not hear this song and feel like a badass. Yeah. That's one of those songs that you're like, oh yeah, I feel like a badass with this one. Uh, let's see, uh, number five, dude looks like a lady from a uh, permanent vacation, 1987. Uh, also from the same album, Angel. That's you know, a a bit of a ballad. The only ballad I have on this list, but it's a good one, in my opinion. Well, uh, you know, number you know a ballad, you, don't, you, know, you get people a breather from rocket. Right, right, exactly. I mean, well, Got them catch their breath a little bit, you know. Uh, number seven, same old song and dance off uh, Get Your Wings, 1974. Uh, number eight, Ragdoll, back to back to permanent vacation. Uh, number nine, Train Kept the Rolling off of uh, 74. Fuck yeah, and you know, I thought about that one. Uh, that's an old rockabilly cover from uh, Jeff yeah. Burnett. They do a, you know, I'm always hesitant to include covers, but they did a, they did a phenomenal version. That's like, that's like, it would be like not including like Jimmy uh, Hendrix cover of All Along the Watch. Right, he right, just does yeah. it better. You know what I mean? That's uh -huh. just one of the songs he does great. And then, um, like, like you, uh, number 10, I have What It Takes off uh, Pumps 1989. Yeah, 1989's Pump. Great. Great song. Great song. You know Great way to close it. Is if I don't have to yeah. think about it, I can sing those words. But the minute I started to do it, I froze. And I just started humming it. And I feel like a fucking loser because <laughs> I have the words, but I froze and I didn't want to do it. All of a sudden, I got super shy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know a handful of them. But a lot of times, I'm just like... <laughs> I am the worst at lyrics. Let's go. Yeah, but I, I know, my coworker knows every single word to every single song, and I don't know how the fuck she does it. She has like this photographic memory. Yeah, like like like, like a, a savant when it comes to yeah, like, song lyrics. Yeah, I, I know I know some, I know some people like that too. Oh, and and by the way, I have one encore. 
going way, going all the way back, going all the way back to 1973. It's Mama Kid from Eris. Oh, we both ended on the same as thing. Their, That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> so I, I, I have that as their, uh, as their, their encore closer. And yeah, our, so for them, uh, I got 11. Was it pretty similar? Rolling Stones is different. I'm sorry, I ruined your encore. Go ahead. Oh no! Wait, no, like I said, it's Mama Kin. You had that on your list, um, but uh, yeah, that is uh, that. That would that would be like a decent, it's a decent encore. Um, you know what? I mean, Rolling Stones catalog is just so vast. Yeah. Whereas compared to Aerosmith's, I mean, they got a bunch of albums, but a lot of them are like live ones. Yeah, like well, they went through that period where the drugs destroyed them, like Alice Cooper, and people forget that there's like four or five albums that kind of sucked, and they're just I didn't, going I didn't, in. I, I didn't know they. I didn't know how they had an album in '82. I didn't know they put out an album in '85. I was looking it up I'm like eight. When did these come out? Yeah. And then like I'm, I'm looking at the songs like, oh, these are. I've never heard any of these songs. If, so, it, if it wasn't for Run DMC, Walk This Way with them, I really was over with. They they cleaned themselves up for the '85 album, but it wasn't until yeah. that cover that they got was it Glenn Ballard I think maybe to came, who came in and just cleaned up everything for them and and, and changed the sound a bit for permanent. Yeah, it's so weird because they just started writing better songs. You know, it's not like. Um, I mean, it's just the songs weren't good. It's not like the production value was bad or anything. Just somehow after that, after that video, they just really got the creative juices flowing somehow. They yeah. just started writing good songs because from like from '77 to like I, I, I was '85, they only put out three or four albums in that period, and they're they're all just me, go, they go from mediocre to straight garbage. Just in my in my humble opinion. But it's like all the bands that broke out with. Uh, glam metal, I guess is what they call it, not hair metal, glam metal. All of them basically collapsed, except for the ones who existed before the big boom of 80. So Van Halen right. still existed, obviously. Aerosmith, uh, Def Leppard, they, they were just before that. I think Motley Crue is still going strong while well, they retired. But I mean, after the whole thing, they still had a strong yeah. fan following because they had two or three albums. But they're responsible for glam metal, I think, period. But it's just, and yeah, of course, ACDC yeah, yeah. is their own thing. And, and they didn't really fit in with that. But they were sold in that kind of a genre. But they're hard rock. No, yeah, for, for yeah, especially I mean, they're not going to really go through the whole thing about Molly Crew, but like their first album was not glam. It was not like yeah, hair metalish. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, like 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 Shout at the Devil and, and Live Wire. Those are not like <laughs> those are not like smoke. You know, they're not like uh, uh, unskinny pop. They're not not like that kind of right. Song. That's, that's like, what we that's what I think of hair metal. That's know? what we suffer from. Was yeah, fucking boner music. I mean, it's just all talking about partying <laughs> and babes. And- She's my cherry pie. Yeah, the only reason to have any ballad was like, yeah, man, still get the girls' panties off. Yeah. <laughs> Cry to the engines. I can't even do the fuck. Oh, my God. And then guitar riffs were different in that genre, too, because they were usually really high pit. whereas a lot of the um were more blues-oriented, you know, and, and not crunchy, but, I mean, you know what I mean? There's it it a different sound that Aerosmith yeah. had. And Van Halen, and, well, Van Halen had their own sound that no one could copy, no matter how hard right. you tried, because he didn't know how to play. But no, yeah, no, completely self-taught. Yeah, totally. yeah. Uh, this brings us to the topic of our next episode. As soon as he's done with his list, because I was made my list last night, our next episode will be the perfect concert playlist of Led Zeppelin and ACDC. Yeah, I mean, Led Zeppelin is probably my favorite band in the world. Um, I, I, especially in middle school, I don't think there's anything I listen to more. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I listen to some other stuff. Like I listen to like Eric B and Rakim. It's, but like, yeah, I mean, Led Zeppelin I'm constantly like, in my brain. This you know what I mean? There's nothing else I listen to. For me, it holds up better than grunge. I know that it, yeah. grunge was so massive for my early high school years, but it just doesn't hold up the same way. I feel kind of miserable. Whereas 70s rock just had something. Like when I listen to Thin Lizzy, 
I get this like just revved up like badass vibe. And I think that's why 70s and early 80s music holds up so much better than what happened a decade later. You don't see them in movies and TV shows being referenced. Yeah, you know what? There's like a there's a warmth to like yeah, I don't I don't really know how to describe it. I don't want to be all like new age hippie, but there's a warmth. There's a vibe that comes with certain 70s rock. It's 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 in the it's like in the it's in like the yeah, you know, it's like 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 in a three chord structure. It's in the way it's just set up. You know, it's, de- I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's blues borrowed, but it definitely, it's definitely a one thing you don't get from other, from other eras. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. With 70s music, something about it is so broken down. Think about ZZ Top, how their 70s music sounds compared to their 80s music, where they had all that synth bullshit. They're still catchy songs, but it doesn't have that raw feel of the 70s. Yeah. It just doesn't sound as, I don't, you know, it just doesn't sound as organic. It just sounds. I mean, I know everything's made in a studio, everything's super produced, but it just sounds, I don't know, I, almost synthetic, synthetic yeah, by comparison. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which is why I can't listen to it now. Every single last thing I hear now, I swear to God, has auto-tune. Yeah. Now, it, the, the one difference would be the bands that pay homage to that. And they're obviously, they're obviously like, point. it's, you know, Synthwave is trying to sound like, like Synthwave. It's not trying to sound like anything else. Right. So it's not like they're, you know. But, like, I think the uh, the revival of 70s rock in, you know, like, what was it, 2001, 2002, when garage rock bands started coming back, you know, Jet and the Hives and stuff like that, where they tried oh. stripping out all that again and getting authentic and raw. That's probably my second favorite. Yeah, yeah, for, it's definitely. The early 2000s, bands like Wolf Mother and some of those really put out some really cool, ret- you know, I hate, I hate to say retro sounding stuff, but it's like, you know, or even a classic basis. rock sound. It's just it's just rock. You yeah. know, that's really what it should be. But it, it does evoke a certain certain feelings from a certain era. Right. So well, you kind of have to call it attention. call it what it is. Like you know? Rooney doesn't make their album sound one the sixty. Um but you're right, it's more of a uh just stripped down raw sound, not so much retro. It just Right. But um uh, that is it for this episode. Check us out on Facebook under Hit Rewind Podcast, subscribe uh share whatever you want to do uh let us know how we're doing if there's any bands you want us to cover but that'll be our next episode is led zeppelin and acdc tony thank you very much for this episode my pleasure my pleasure all right everybody have a good night